Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio live tonight with the one and only Kristen Howlett. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Melissa. Hello. I'm going to... Uh, you know what I love about you? What? As soon as the... <laughs> as soon, as, soon I just, as I just switch personalities pretty As soon quickly. as it's go time, you... You smile. Your smile goes through the radio. Oh wow! Can everybody see it? They're about to see it on Facebook because I'm about to go live. But uh, yeah, here's my smile. <laughs> if you can hear it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, today's been a day. Today's been a day in real estate. But I we're said a- I started the day off singing "Proud Mary," and to my, and and I'm telling you by um, from Dreamgirls on my way to the office, which always gets me in a good mood. And then it was just it's what after what Dreamgirls. Um, and I am telling you, I'm not going. <laughs> You're Maybe. the best man I ever. I wish I could sing. Yeah, you might have to play that for me later because I have no idea what you're saying. Anyway, it was a. T- it's listen. It's not easy being a real estate agent these it's days. Nice. It's not easy. It's not easy. But um, you can tell yeah. that I had some. Um, oh, we are live on Facebook. So if you follow Boston Connect Real Estate on Facebook, um, McNamara Broker Team, Kristen Howlett, realtor, full-time realtor here at Boston Connect Real Estate, you can find her on social media as well. We're waving to you. Hello. You can actually see our smiles now. Um, but yeah, so you were in the office. We had an office meeting today. Mm-hmm. Um, we had quite a few agents here. It was great to see um, some some agents we haven't seen in a little bit. So it was good to catch up with them. Um, everyone's just sort of gearing up for the for what's yeah. what's to come. We're almost halfway yeah. through the year, so yeah. um, we're gearing up for the second half. Which but is which is good, and it's a little bit stressful at the same time. Yeah, yeah, because that is true. Yep, it's that is true. But. Um, yeah, and then Sharon joked about, you know, you and Tracy being so great with sort of last minute joining me. And then today she was like, Kristen, do you want to do the radio show? <laughs> so, 
so here we are. I can't get over on Facebook. Ava, I know. Ava I think did, the lighting um, is not that great. Well, also, Ava did, um, my daughter put um, self-tanning drops on my face, so I'm a little bit. Oh, wow. I, I, yeah, I've, I heard the, those, like, the new thing. The, you put, like, the self-tanner in your lotion, mm-hmm. like the drop mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that. I've never had a tan in my life. But um, here I am. As pale as can be, you can see me on Facebook. Um, yeah, so tonight we are going to be talking about, we, we sort of discussed this, and I had talked to Sharon yesterday, and we were sort of brainstorming what we were going to talk about tonight, and I was like, why don't we just wait until after the office meeting, because something always comes up during the office meeting that we're going to talk about. So we did talk about um, sort of houses that are coming back on the market, meaning they had an accepted offer, something fell through and now they're going back on the market so um everybody knows i do um you know i'm i'm in charge of all the money here i'm the the money gal Uh um you know and i've done some releases recently and all our agents always tell me why the house is coming back on the market so i have sort of that perspective and then you have the perspective of you know you're out you are you're on the pavement like, mm-hmm. And you have buyers who are sort of interested in seeing some of these homes that are coming back on the market. So you have that sort of perspective that we're going to be talking about. Because um, it's, it's, it's not always negative. It's not always negative. No. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be a positive show. This is educational. This is super positive. There's no need to be, you know, afraid of a home that had an accepted offer. Something fell through because there's so many reasons why it could have, it could have, you know, gone that way. So um, we're just going to sort of jump into it but well actually before you know i know that you've joined me a thousand times but there might be somebody new listening tonight or watching us on facebook so why don't you take a moment to reintroduce yourself to all of our listeners and sort of talk about where you service how long you've been in the industry all that stuff so my name is Kristen howlett i am a full-time realtor at boston connect real estate i service anywhere pretty much anywhere anywhere in massachusetts, in massachusetts. <laughs> um I know. Soon, I keep looking into getting uh, licensed in Rhode Island. I th- yeah. I heard it's easy, but it's kind of a process, which my brain can't handle that right now. But I will. I will be soon. <laughs> um, anyhow, I've been here for um, just over five years, and um, yeah, and I love what I do. Yeah, every and you join. Yeah, you join me quite often. So if you want to listen to any of Kristen's past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com or you can log into your podcast app or Spotify or anything like that. Um, wherever you listen to your podcast, Talk Real Estate Roundtable, or you can even search Kristen Howlett. I'm sure it pops up. It does pop up. It's oh, a good little marketing. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I hope you use that for your marketing. We um, Listen, I'm the marketing. I'm all about marketing this week. Mm-hmm. I'm hitting the ground running. Yeah. Doing some fun things. And I'm wearing a red dress with a, a jean jacket, and I'm so pale that I look like I'm the American flag. <laughs> I thought it was so funny that Sharon and Kate, when they did their um, radio show, they both had their jean jackets on. Oh, like yeah, I know. She, so Kate stepped right in where we, we all kind of always dress it's alike. It's jean jacket season, yeah. I know, I was away, so I couldn't match with anybody. I'm surprised we're not matching. We're usually yeah. matching every mm-hmm. single day that we see each yeah. other. But, um, but yeah, so this sort of came up during our office meeting and then when we were brainstorming upstairs for the show it just sort of like clicked with me that I'm like yeah we need to be talking about this because it it and I guess I could talk about it from a buyer's perspective as well because I am a buyer in this market um and 
and maybe it's because I'm also in the industry that like it doesn't freak me out or like scare it me. It actually gets me excited. Yeah, I'm all uh, yeah. I'm actually like, oh, mm-hmm. I have another opportunity. Yep, yep. Like, That's the way you, you know. Missed, yeah, a missed opportunity. A missed opportunity. Um, which is you know we I I want a missed opportunity. <laughs> like I I need that. I want I want my second chance. Yeah. Um, and that's just coming from a buyer, and we've been talking about buyer fatigue and everything and just being frustrated with how the market is right now as a buyer. Um, so it, it's it's don't be afraid of anything that came back on the market. Ask the questions, um, and we'll get into the sort of the questions that you should be asking. You should be asking your agent, and that agent should be asking the listing agent if they're not the listing agent. So, um, I guess, oh, look, have you have you been on the show since we started these segment things? No, I like it. No, okay, yeah. so now, <clears throat> segment one, financing. So okay. that is a reason why a house could come back on the market. Um, there, for some reason, a um, the buyer's financing fell through. Can you sort of expand on that mm-hmm. and how it's not necessarily a negative, um, or maybe it is a negative? What's your perspective on that? If, it, if, um, if for some reason the financing does not come through, what are what are some reasons why it wouldn't? If the buyer um, d- can't get financing, sometimes maybe it's, you know, the whole pre-approval thing is that, and I'm not a lender. I, I tell everybody I sell real estate. I'm not a lender. I don't install HVAC systems. I can just <laughs> give yeah. you the lowdown. But um, typically a pre-approval is, you know, most lenders the people that we work with will do a little bit more of a deep dive, but sometimes when they really pull all the paperwork and they start looking at things, things aren't always what they seem. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, and especially with the interest rates right now, and I know that's in segment two, but we'll touch upon it now, um, the interest rates are really up and down right now. And that can be, if somebody's at the top of their budget, that can really bump them out of the financing. Yeah. and it's interesting because today in our office we had some conversations. I just had a pre-approval. I submitted an offer last night, and the pre-approval needed to be. I always like to get new, updated ones just to make sure that everything's mm-hmm. up to par. Well, especially if a buyer is looking at the top of their budget. Yeah, this wasn't really the top of their budget, but I I just want it to I I want it to look nice and fresh mm-hmm. and and new, and make sure that things are. We're not yeah. going to have any issues. Yeah. And um, the lender came back and said, I'm, I'm putting this in as conventional, but I'm telling you that it would be, it's um, FHA is a much better way to go right now. Oh. So FHA rates, I think, are much lower. So in that case, correct me if I'm wrong, okay, so you put in the offer, you're going conventional according to your... Uh, pre-approval but then during the process you switch to FHA you have to what what is the process there like when you notify you have well, to we notify. talked about this today to it changes your it changes your offer and FHA is a little bit more there's there's FHA is still a great program and it's a great product but um, it's a little bit stricter when it comes to appraisal mm-hmm. a little bit stricter FHA appraisals are way way more strict mm-hmm. there can't be any peeling paint there has to be railings on so as the listing agent, sometimes we look at it. There might be a home that you're like, "Oh, it's fine. It's gonna we we're gonna have no issues with FHA." Yeah. And there might be some that you're like, "Ooh, I'm a little you know worried about what might happen." Um, going FHA and then switching over to conventional would probably be better. But I guess that's a conversation that you would have when you submit the offer. Listen, I'm putting it in, and I know that they're pre-approved on paper as conventional, but just letting you know. 
we heard that you know it, they might be better off going FHA. Just wanted to be upfront from the get go. Mm-hmm. Communication is much better from yeah. the beginning because you technically, if they're if they're accepting your offer based on what you're presenting, and then you change the terms. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get some sort of notice. You have to have you have to at least start their conversation right um, with the other side. Um, but when it comes to you know you know a house coming on the market back on the market because of financing yeah the the buyer could maybe have had a hard time securing financing so there's yeah. so many different or we just um, maybe they lost their job i was just or, gonna say yeah. we because i'm a big I, i'm like what happened yeah and one was they lost their job another one recently was that um they couldn't they had a home sale contingency and the house just they had a couple extensions and the house just didn't sell yeah and another was yeah buyer financing fell yeah. through at the last minute yeah. So you, were you representing a buyer who was interested in a house that yep. had come back on the market? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So that's what you should be doing. You should be, you know, asking the question, hey, you know, w- why is this house coming back on the market? It's not a strange question to ask. My buyers are always Everyone's like, oh, my curious. God, it just came back on. Th- there must be something wrong. I'm like, nope, not no. necessarily. And I've noticed that, like, sometimes listing agents will change the description, um, like an MLS, which is then carried to third-party sites. Um, and it'll say like back on market due to buyer's cold feet buyer's cold yeah. feet buyer's financing falling falling through um you know i don't know if they'd put yeah. home inspection i don't know if they'd be that forward but that's the reason why but back to um the financing you know it's once they really do the deep dive into the a buyer you know even if they were like on the cusp like you know maybe they need a co-signer like maybe or maybe they just didn't have an opportunity to get one or something like and they just didn't qualify for the loan anymore well there's so many things that happen and trish and i were talking today where she i learned from her so um trish flint is one of the best so we I always have this conversation with my buyers from the beginning where do you want to be monthly because mm-hmm. that's really going to dictate and I am sometimes they'll send me something that's over their budget or at the max I'm like can we really do this if you have the conversation with the buyers from the get-go then it's not a surprise but we can't guarantee that all agents are doing that so yeah. sometimes people are just going in blindly and then once they do do the deep dive and they see what their monthly is going to be it's kind of like oh crap mm-hmm. we didn't know it was going to be that much yeah so I know. that's why like you know i'm just I, i'm i'm like staying clear of like the top of my i'm like Ugh. yeah no, yeah, I want to well, be like well under be because I mean I've said this many times. You know, I was looking at houses that were a hundred thousand dollars over where I'm looking at right now at the same price, it's the same monthly mortgage because of the interest rate. So you just you you, you just don't know where you're gonna end up until you end up there. Yeah, you know what I mean, Jelly Bean. Yeah, and you need some you need some wiggle room because we are in a very very we're still in a seller's market. It's super competitive. Um, that's why we might yeah. be having a little bit of Prosecco Don't be afraid. in the yeah. afternoon. Prosecco in the to... afternoon. Well, it's not afternoon anymore. It's 6.30. It's 5 o'clock <clears> somewhere. We are having a Prosecco. Yeah. Um, um, but we need to, yeah, we're all a little stressed out. Yeah. Um, another issue or another reason why it could come back on the market is they could have um, appraised sort of low. So if if they got to the process, the point in the process where an appraisal was done, it came in under where the buyer is purchasing the home and they couldn't make up the difference, that could be a reason why it comes back could on the be. market. I think that that's important to point out, but I do believe that since COVID and all, we are 
we are much more savvy with that appraisal verbiage mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the appraisal. We we all got schooled in appraisals, and I think yeah. we all do a really good job of knowing whether it's if we're going to have an issue with appraisal and if somebody like Sharon talks about all the time if somebody's offering over what your your list price is yeah. they need to show us the money yeah you gotta, don't, you gotta do yeah it. don't offer something that you can't afford yeah yeah. yeah, I mean, we ha- you were a part of this conversation that I had had about a purchase of myself. Yeah. You know, you had come to a, a showing of mine with Sharon, and we're sort of brainstorming about my offer. And, yeah, I could have offered more, but it, it I did not see the value in that home. So I didn't think that it would appraise for what I could have gone up to, and I wasn't willing to bridge the gap. Yeah with cash out of my pocket and I was worried that the agent would ask you to bridge the gap yeah 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 because the other option is for the seller to come down in exactly. the price at, to be where um you know where it came in at where which in a nice healthy market we could probably negotiate that but mm-hmm. in this market sometimes you meet yeah. in the middle sometimes yeah. you know there's so many different strategies that we can come up with when it comes to appraisal and you know money and stuff like that but um but yeah, but I'm just saying that as an example because you were a part of that, and you know, and that was just me. Yeah, I would love to get a house, but I'm I'm not going to pay thirty thousand dollars out of pocket for a home that did not appraise. Like it, yeah. it's not the value's not there. Yeah, you know, especially on a house that like it, there was not much more you could do to it to gain more equity mm-hmm. or value in the house. So did I tell you that one of my recent closings, um, they what? went over, and that appraised. It appraised for more, too. Oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's happened twice. It's a good one. So have you had any recently that did not appraise? No. Oh. No. Good. Yeah. Not Interesting. Not knock on wood. Yeah. Knock, knock on my yeah. head. Appraisals. And I do think, I, I also do think that we, we as agents have become, well, most of us have become very well versed in appraisals i know there's a bunch of us in this office that have gone there's two i went to two classes and it is kind of a thing that i'm a little bit obsessed with is the appraisal and if as long as we do our work we can't just throw a price on willy-nilly you have to make sure that if it's going to appraise that whatever you list it for that you have appraisals you have recently sold that will back that price up and if somebody thinks it's worth more then you've got to show me what you're going to do because the seller is chances are not going to budge yeah um another reason why um it could come back on the market when it comes to financing is contingencies so um if they have a contingency in their offer such as a they have a home to sell so they have a home sale contingency um or it says we we put in or satisfactory home inspection but that doesn't have to do with financing really unless they're not willing to um pay for the repairs or anything but um we'll get to the home inspections later um but i would say that the big one is you know they have they have a home sale contingency and it's just not selling so that's a house that doesn't have an offer on it um Mm -hmm. so the buyer has a home to sell um or even the seller of the home has a home sale contingency so like they are trying to find suitable housing so they're trying to find a house and they yeah. haven't been finding the buyer has been patient giving extension after extension and you know at a certain point everyone's just gotta decide okay are we gonna close and you can go rent somewhere or you or are we just gonna back away yeah and you're and again put, put your house on the market that's that's a very important conversation to have in the beginning anytime there is a home sale um or suitable housing 
um, if, if it's in the off, if it's in MLS, yeah. I always call the agent and say, what's the deal? Are they, do they want, because most people say, I still want to sell. I'm still yeah. very, you know, I'm not, some people are like, no, if we can't sell, we're staying. Yeah. I know of a scenario where somebody put a house on the market, they got multiple offers, they went with the offer, it was a, a over asking, and they gave them all the time in the world to find something, they were giving the seller all the time in the world to find something. Months had gone by, extension after extension, the buyer was like, I, I'm out, like yeah. I've given you enough time, house goes back in the market, goes back under agreement for more than it was on under uh, before, but they don't want to give any time. They're like, no. Yeah. You you've already put another buyer through it, like and you know, so Yeah. It's it's they got a better price, but they have no timeline. Mm -hmm. You know. So you have to yeah. You have to talk about that from the get go. Yeah. And and as we're talking about this, I see where we're also talking about ways to avoid going back on market. Yeah. Because there are ways I mean, sometimes things are out of our control, but you know, um, sometimes you, you can't control what's going to happen, but there are definitely conversations that you can have from the get-go that maybe makes that yeah. possibility not be such a surprise. Mm -hmm. um, well, since we're talking, I guess financing and interest rates sort of like go hand in hand, yeah. but with the rising interest rates, like say that you're a part, you, you're a buer and you're, you haven't locked in a rate, mm -hmm. you know, you're purchasing a home, you haven't locked in a rate, but now the rate has increased and now you can't afford the house. So that's another reason why it could come back on the market. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you agree with yes. me? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, this is falling interest rates too. Yeah. So, I mean, the interest rates are just sort of going up and down you know and it's just important to continuously have an open dialogue with both your loan officer um making sure that your pre-approvals are up to date and having open dialogue with your agent because your agent will also be talking with your loan officer to make sure that you know you're not looking at million dollar homes when you can afford five hundred thousand dollar homes you know and i think what you just said is the most important part like that you have to have an open conversation all of these things are things that happen with every transaction but you have to there can't be any surprises you've got to at least touch upon what I'm a big I want to know everything yeah I need to know and then I need to know like when I was having my kids my first when I was pregnant with Jake I talked to every single person that I'd had a baby I'm like what happened tell me everything yeah. I need to know what's going to happen because then when think the things do happen I'm like oh we can You're work ready through this for it. yeah but that's 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 why no matter what it is, whether it's real estate, relationships, uh, friendships, anything, communication is key. Mm -hmm. Just communicate, even if it's not good information. At least you know it. Well, that and it's was not our, a surprise. That was our talk today in the office. Is sometimes, listen, it's it's unilateral. Is that the right word? I don't know what you're, you're the to say. you're the listing agent. I'm the buyer's agent, and a problem comes up. And if I'm texting you and you're not answering me, it's probably and guess I'm what? My you. brain starts going like, "Oh crap, what's happening? Oh my god, this is going to happen. This isn't going to work." Oh, gee, gee, gee. my brain goes to the worst possible scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it could be just, "Hey, Kristen, I'm busy right now, getting my hair done. Getting I'm doing this." Done. But I think you're right. Communication is you have to have that communication, whether it's with your agent, with your yeah. And these are all, like everything that we've talked about, they're not bad reasons no. to come back on the market. I mean, if you think about it, it, none of them really have to, besides the appraisal, none of them really have to do with the actual home itself, you know. And the appraisal, the appraisal is what the appraisal is. That's that's what sort of 
Oh, wait, I do have one negative. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, can I get my thought out, though? Yeah, go. Now I don't know what it is. They're not negative. Not they negative. Have to do with the appraisal. appraisal. Oh, because the bank, you know, the bank is saying this is what the house is is worth, and it was the buyer that came in and, and said, you know, I want to offer this much more if they went over asking. So, like, for instance, um, we always say, you know, price the home in the condition that it's in, and you'll get that, maybe more. But that means somebody's coming in and, and saying that they think that it's worth more. Know what I mean? Right. What's the negative? Um, one of the negatives of a back on market recently was that the house smelled. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, it had gone back but on market But they didn't know twice. that when they went. Like, they how did, do you but not I know think if the house smelled went, when you were there? I think they just couldn't get over it. They couldn't get over how smelly it was. <laughs> I just think of smelly cats. <laughs> smelly it, was, cat. it smelled like a smelly cat. Oh uh, no. Um, yeah. Uh, so that would be buyer's remorse that, for yeah, smelly Yeah, we're house. getting to buyer's remorse <laughs> for smelly house. Um, <clears throat> anything else for that section? Sec- section before we go on to sort of like home inspection and buyer's remorse. I mean, I think it's all. Yeah, I think we talked about everything. It's yeah. That's I mean, those aren't those aren't like really negative things. No, those are just very like realistic, real, very real realistic reasons why a house can come back on the market, and it doesn't have to be stigmatized. Nope. I think that's the problem. Like, there's there's some sort of stigma with a house coming back on the market, meaning like, oh, there must be something wrong with it. We gotta find something. Like, no, like. The person lost their job. Poor, poor them. Yeah, you yeah. know, or and, you know, and I just think didn't appraise. Something else that's definitely worth um, mentioning is if a if the listing age. So, say you have multiple offers, and you're you originally go with an offer, and it ends up falling through. Well, the first thing you're going to do as a listing agent is go back to your other offers. Yeah. And see if you can kind of put it back together without it falling apart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes. Your seller, I mean, let's face it, we, we can only guide our sellers, and sometimes our sellers will be, say, oh, no, I'm fine to go back on market. Let's, you know. And sometimes it works out in the end, and you get a higher offer and a better offer. And yeah, that's why it's important to kind of go through the offers with a fine-tooth comb. Like, we always, I run my offers by you, or we all sit down, and sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you need to get it from different perspectives that your highest offer isn't always your best offer. Yeah, and it's it's super important to know you know, when you're a seller, to know what the most important thing that you're looking for. So do, is it the price? Because it's not always the price. It's sometimes if you do need time to find something, you know, you that's what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody who's going to give you time. Obviously, everybody wants money. Everyone wants to sell their house for whatever. But it's got to come with the other stuff, too. I just thought of an interesting thing, too, and I have to write it down because we'll talk well, about it Well, you can say it now. Well... No, it kind of doesn't. We can bounce around. Well, Well, I was going to say that, so here's an interesting tidbit. Sometimes you put a house on, um, you do your comps, and you put it on for a price you think is is a a fair market value price, Mm -hmm. and you get 10 offers, and nine of them are $25,000 over. Mm -hmm. A lot of times, you will see the list agent raise the price when they go back on market. Yeah. Because they've seen that... (laughs) <laughs> we have a little They've, guest. Uh, little guest. Secret. Little um, secret guest. We have seen that, you know, so so the offers told them. Yeah. I don't it, love that. I don't love it either, but I, listen, I, they do I mean, it. I don't love that. And I, I won't do it. 
I mean, that, <laughs> that, that to me is like, okay, yeah, we got, you know, say that you put the house on the market for 300 and someone offered 350 it fell through, so then you're going to go back on the market for 350 uh, but, like, okay, so that was your top offer, so now, now you're expecting everybody else to come in at least at 350 or yeah. more. Well, what if it, what, what if it's not? The, it's a The risk. market can shift at an instant. It's like playing, okay? playing poker. It's like playing poker. But, uh, but I'm saying that does happen. We do see that. We do see all of a sudden that arrow is pointing upwards. Yeah, I know. I see like, that every so often. And I, yeah, I, whenever I see that arrow pointing upwards, meaning there's been a price change that has been upwards, uh, I always click on it. I'm like, why? <laughs> That's what I question. I don't question, uh, you know, why a house comes back in the market. I question why you raised your price when it's like a resale. I get for, like, new construction. That happens. I have a face for radio tonight. Um, that happens with like the price of lumber and just like everything the cost of building a home and and whatnot but um when the resales when they go up in price i'm like huh how do you feel about that when i give a, a back I on market a, and it has that upward arrow the upward arrow because they've gotten maybe they've it happens though right sharon's shaking her head sharon mcnamara is here she is the broker owner of boston connect real estate she's and refreshing also her. the co-host of talk real estate roundtable but she's been upstairs zooming away um and doing real estate now she's helping herself to some, some prosecco <laughs> although you look a little confused it's been one of those days it's been a day for one sure one of those days george sharon says hi Yep. All right. So wait, can we go to the most, I think the most Yeah, but important? hold on one second. If anybody has any questions or if anybody out there is listening to us, just let us know. Call George at the studio, 781-837-4900. Again, we are live on Facebook. So if you want to uh, talk to us there because you're a little shy, um, give us a little holler on Facebook. Holla. Comment on our live. Let us know that you're there. That's it. And I'm like overheating now. And I want to take this jacket too. off. All right. What were you saying? Um... I was going to say, that just made me think, because every time I send you a little note in dot loop, I say, holla. Holla. <laughs> yeah, you always say holla, and then you hit enter, which you're not supposed to hit enter, because it just sends me an email that says I'm holla. A quick, I'm a quick um, hitter. Holla. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so buyer's remorse. So mm. let's get into that. We have the section inspection. So yes, this could be a negative of why something comes in the market, but again, it really is sort of like discretion like, I, don't, I don't know how, how do I put this um, what might be a big deal to somebody might not be a big deal to another so it's also and I important also feel ask. like this segment number three Julia hit it this should have been number <laughs> one, one because I feel like in this market this is number one because we talked about this today at our meeting and I do feel like the buyers are still in that fight or flight like manic stage yeah everybody is still i mean listen well okay so this is buyer's remorse not necessarily i know but what i'm saying is buyer's remorse so that so therefore they're going in all in on an offer without really thinking it through they're they're like oh my god i want this house i really want it and they're not really thinking it through but then when they have time to kind of look at it they're like hmm maybe we uh did over Maybe Uh we did overbid on that. Maybe we shouldn't have gone in so high. And we are, I think we are seeing a lot of that, which again is a conversation with your buyer. Bring them, you know, back down to reality. Is this, do you really want to put this offer in for that? 
If you do, I'll back you. If you don't, let's... Yeah, I would say, you know, just be confident in the offer that you're putting in. It, this is, like, the most important decision <laughs> that you are going to be making this year, I promise you. Uh, you do not want to have remorse afterwards because you're not going to be able to enjoy it. I mean, maybe you can, but I know I wouldn't be able to. Well, I think what's happening is the buyer's remorse is causing them to back out. We heard yeah. that twice today. Yeah. We heard we heard today about an offer like I stole the I stole the term from my cousin who's in Canada and they do these bully offers, which is like a a high great offer yeah. and you you put it in saying, okay, will you not do an open house this weekend? Will you accept this? And it was accepted, and then they decided that they didn't want to go through with it. Yeah. So we are seeing that. I think that people are quick to jump, and they're jumping, and then they're thinking. I think also when it comes to condos, because there's so much, there's like a little bit more to purchasing a condo. There's some documents that you have to go through, whether it's mm -hmm. the, um, you know, the condo docs, the, you know, HOA, HOA, yeah. like really wrapping your head around those things. Um, you know, when you have a moment to sort of sit down and really go through them, there might be things that you're not comfortable with. And that's the reason why, yeah. you know, you're backing out. So, um, and th that, so that's the difference between like, you know, a con like say you have, you know, there's some condos um, and even um, like new construction developments that have HOAs and stuff. There's like some regulations where like you can't have a work van yeah. and stuff like that. But like you would know that if you go through, which, you know, listing agents should be providing some of these documents like for potential buyers to uh -huh. be looking at. Um, but if for some reason they don't look at them or they're not provided, um, they're using that sort of stuff like that. That's just an example. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, you can't paint your front door. Well, yeah. you know, I don't like the color yeah. red or whatever. Right. I don't want, you know, this. And, um, there's, you know, certain regulations that, you know, or rules and regulations that condos have that, you know, buyers just don't want to deal with, whether it's a parking issue or trash or, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, they just, they want to be able to... But that's why when you put in an offer on a, a condo, you should be putting in, like, you know, satisfactory. Subject to. Yeah, right, subject I always, to. I always do subject to um, receipt and review of all do condo documentation and meeting notes and Yeah, satisfactory. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because what if you're not satisfied? Yeah, that's true. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's that could be, you know, a reason why a buyer backs out. But, again, you know, somebody who might have one vehicle, it, it won't matter. Like, the parking won't really matter to them because they don't need 10 parking spaces, you know. If they, you have a great agent, they're going to ask that question for you. Yeah. That's why you should reach, reach out to me. Reach out to Kristen Howlett. Um, and, and, and I did um, do a little bit of research for our oh, impromptu okay. Tonight, Impromptu, and as even of, though we've been planning this for five hours, um, as of as of this past week, there were sixty nine back on markets in the MLS pin. That's all of Massachusetts. Okay, forty eight were single families, and twenty one were condos. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I now, I, technically, I, I should have probably. Trish had a good point. You should have called all 69 of them last to see month, what the reason was. Last year to see what the number was like last year. Um, but I, I'm not that savvy with the reports. Well, I think we're really like talking about it. Again, it did come up in our office meeting. We try to get, you know, some tidbits from that and bring it to the radio show because this is like, this is real time to us and we're talking real estate. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, there is this stigma with 
sort of um, wanting to know, like, why a property comes back on the market. And don't be afraid to ask the question. Yeah. Because it's not always bad. Sometimes it's good. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't know if I call it good, but, like, sometimes it's just, like, not, like, again, what's a big deal to somebody might not be a big deal to somebody else, you know. They might, somebody might be purchasing a property as an investment and they're going to come in and they're going to, you know, spruce it up a little bit and rent it out. So it won't matter. Some of these things won't matter to them. Um, But so that's sort of like a change of heart. Um, You know, maybe they have a shift in priorities or they, you know, maybe they even found something else that they like. That's a reason why people back out. Or something. Yeah. Something, something comes on. I mean, that's happening. That something comes on that they like a little bit better. I mean, that that's a... Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that kinda, happens. Um, you know, there are people out there that are putting uh, offers on homes, multiple homes at the same time. Yeah. That, that, some people are doing that. Yeah. Um, and if one thing gets accepted, then they pull the other ones. But, you know. I think um, the, the ethical part of me wants to say that if anyone is considering putting an offer in on a home, then just really think about, you know, not just your reasons, but if if you're kind of on the fence about putting in the offer, think about the ramifications for if somebody's trying to sell and then they have to go back on market, that even though we're saying that it's not a negative thing, there are other... It, what am I trying to say? Like, if somebody has a... It, it can really cause some friction yeah (laughs) some friction so make sure that you know if you put it if you want to put an offering great if it's something that you're just like oh maybe i'll just throw the offer in just to see what's going to happen yeah well putting that offer in there's a really good chance that it could be accepted yeah and the 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 effect of your offer getting accepted to other people because it's not just you and your checkbook it's yeah. other people so yeah just be cognizant of that that is true so that's a change just of heart nice. um let's see emotional factors buying a home is a significant decision yeah so i mean it's emotional it's an emotional purchase yeah. um you know it's not just you know buying a car or something like that you know this is this is a home this is where you're going to be living this is you know whatever lifestyle you have you know this is where you're going to be living it so um and in this know, day and age we have google we have google maps we have cars and people you can, feel rushed too yeah you, know? and you shouldn't feel rushed that's no. what i'm saying like you should not it is it is the the thing it's the biggest decision financial decision probably going to make in your life yeah. So take your time and, and do it and don't feel the pressure of, you know, having to do it just because. I mean, I'm a big believer. Everything always works out. Yeah. Even when it feels um, like it's not going We will to. talk about inspections. So if you do have an inspection, like if a buyer does have a home inspection um, and, you know, there might be something that goes on. So it would be, I would say that people generally walk away from uh, after a home inspection once like something like big comes up that they weren't really aware of beforehand Mm -hmm. so you know whether it's a structural issue I mean Mm -hmm. that would be a big thing for me if structurally because like I wouldn't want to take on the cost not as a full-time a first-time home buyer like I wouldn't want to take on the cost of something structurally being wrong with a home that's understandable um but yeah so I would say that like anything that's like initially not apparent to a buyer because again they you know they could be rushing through the home they could only see it once before a home inspection you know there are things that 
just just are hidden and sort of unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into the attic and you see mold or something, and like they they're, you know, one buyer might be totally freaked out by mold and just doesn't want to even deal with that. Another buyer might be like, all right, we'll remediate it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Move, moving forward. Yep. You know. Yep. But that's you know what the important thing about that too is as a buyer, it is your right to have a home inspection, and you should have a home inspection. And if something comes up that makes you feel uncomfortable, then you should be able to back out and have a change of heart because of the inspection results because it's an emotional yeah. factor yeah i would say that did you see i, I wrapped yeah. them all up <laughs> it did that was a nice bow um you know I, I would say that you know buyers might feel overwhelmed by like the financial burden of any mm. like necessary repairs that they yeah. have to do yeah. right away um but you can always negotiate you can always negotiate mm-hmm. you know there are some things that are left like i would say that um you know appliances like washer dryer refrigerator are usually like left out of mls to use as like negotiation yeah, tools cool. unless the seller really right, really I do do that yeah i never put the washer and dryer in up front yeah because it's a good yeah yeah do you generally have people ask for them um i do ask for them yeah mm-hmm. what about as a listing agent do you have people ask for yours um what do you mean like uh, like a buyer will put in an offer and they include them mm, not usually hmm interesting yeah interesting well we have five minutes left um so i do want to talk about the benefits of the the positives um as i'm really heavy with buyers right now so when of course i'm like obsessed with mls i feel like i look at it in the morning i look at it every five minutes during the day to see what's come on because i don't want to miss anything but when i see a back on market that's a good match for one of my buyers i call them immediately and i say this one came back on market we my feeling is we can swoop in and and hopefully and sometimes it does i mean it, yeah it has well you 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 said earlier in the show that if the house had multiple offers they're they're probably going back to the other offers that mm-hmm. they already received um to see if they're still interested in the property too so right. if the house like comes back on the market back on the market like mm-hmm. like it's bom yeah. <laughs> in uh, mls you know that's a great opportunity for a buyer who missed out to and especially if there. it's been like a substantial amount of time if we're talking about getting to purchase sale it could be a couple of weeks that it's been off market yeah but if it's buyer remorse and it's only a couple of days yes their chances are they're going to go back to the offers as backup offers which is also a good point too i always encourage my buyers let's submit an offer because things do come back on market and if we have submitted a good offer we could be a great backup so yeah. we, we've we're already kind of in place to swoop in but you know as far as if you haven't submitted an offer it is a great opportunity to kind of get in and say what so i call the listing agent i say what is the buyer's situation you know what are they looking for sellers. the seller's situation i'm sorry and um you know you can chances are if you've already seen it or you can get right in a lot of time i bring my computer and we'll write an offer right there yeah and submit it and hopefully you know the seller is apt to if it if it's a competitive offer maybe they'll offer it right they'll accept it right there and then we don't have much competition yeah but again you're asking the question you know why you want to know why the property comes is coming back on the market or did come back on the market so it you know and there are things that come up in a home inspection that are disclosable so if there are structural issues there are mold there is you know i don't know so other stuff um maybe they hadn't done the title five and the title five came in and it failed oh you know and 
there's so many different scenarios, but these are things that are disclosable. So like if it does come back on the market, there's the, the seller and the listing agent are supposed to be honest about that. But that's that those things are mm-hmm. what's going on in the house. Right. You know what I mean? Um, we have like two minutes left, but I want to make sure that you have a moment to give your contact information to everybody I'm who wants a to. Major hot flash. Me right too. I'm I'm like oh, ready word. to end this. <laughs> I need to go outside. It might be raining though. Um, okay, give everybody your contact information. How can people get in touch with you? They can call me. Hit me up on the cell phone. Six one seven four four eight four eight nine six. You can um, give that number one more time. Six one seven four four eight four eight nine six. You can email me at Kristen at bostonconnect.com. You can follow my Facebook, Kristen Howlett, Kristen Howlett Realtor. You can Instagram me. <laughs> I'm not on TikTok, but maybe soon. Um, <clears throat> yeah, or you can just come in the office. Yeah. Just drop in. Yeah, you can come in, stop in the office. You're here all the time. Um, so if you didn't catch any of that, you can go to bostonconnect.com, find all of her contact information. You can call us here at the uh, office, 781-826-8000. We, ha- we are moving our yard sale. We talked about this last week. Yes, we did. We're moving our yard sale uh, to July 15th, right? Yeah. It's a Saturday, so. Um, but we have an ice cream social happening too, so we'll talk about that maybe we on Saturday. We have up. so much going on, so um, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and thank you, Kristen, for thank joining you, me tonight. Impromptu prosecco date <laughs> live on air. Um, but again, if you want to listen to any of our past shows, talkrealestateroundtable.com or go to your podcast app. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye, George. Take care.